Smartphones have become an essential part of daily life. They are radically changing the way we work, how we spend our leisure time, and of course, how we communicate with each other. But did you know that in Europe, almost a third are no longer in use? I'm your host, Jess, and in this episode of the Circular Economy Show podcast, I went to Bordeaux to meet Backmarket, an online marketplace founded in 2014, who are on a mission to help make refurbished electronic products more reliable, affordable, and better than new. Later, we'll uncover more about how they became one of France's most valuable startups. But first, let's hear from Camille Richard, Backmarket's head of sustainability, about how electronic waste has become a growing problem, aggravated by planned obsolescence. Today, digital represents 4% of our carbon emission globally. To give you an idea, uh, the plain, uh, plain business is around 3%, so it's even bigger. And 70% about, uh, on, of this impact is due to the manufacturing of devices. So changing our consumption habits can have very quickly and very like uh, strongly a positive impact on the planet. And for a smartphone, you actually avoid 77 kilograms of CO2 uh, per uh, refurbished smartphone uh, uh, boat instead of um, a new one. Like to give you an idea, like it's uh, like manufacturing a new smartphone is around 84 kilograms of CO2 and refurbishing one in seven kilograms. So you have like a, a huge, huge difference. So as Camille explains, the manufacturing of our machines and devices has a huge impact on the environment. But the end of life disposal of these devices also poses a major problem. Addressing their planned obsolescence is an important part of this, says Camille. So we are trying to uh, act to fight a bit uh, against this uh, planned obsolescence. We work with uh, the main French association on it uh, co uh, called uh, HOP, it's like uh, Stop Planned Obsolescence, uh, to raise awareness on this, to try to also like uh, push a bit uh, the lawmakers to make them understand why it is so important that we extend the lifespan of the devices we use on our day-to-day -day life. This kind of policy work is now underway in France, but Camille says there's still a lot of work to do. France is quite advanced on this topic. Actually, we are the only country that recognized uh, on a legal uh, plan uh, the plan obsolescence per se. So we have, it's actually forbidden in France. Uh, we also have uh, like a law obligating a technology constructor to ease the repairability the, and the, with like, for instance, availability of spare parts uh, for the repair. But it's not uh, enough applied today, so we are working on to make sure that uh, uh, this law is actually uh, used and, uh, and respected by, by all. But uh, and in France, we have also something called uh, the repairability index, which is more uh, for the customer, so when you are buying an electronic stuff in France, you have actually this repairability index telling you is this device repairable or is it going to be very difficult to, uh, to have some repair on it if it's actually uh, have a failure. In Europe, it's a bit uh, more, it's a bit less advanced. There are a lot of discussions uh, uh, around it. On one hand, uh, as a recognition of uh, consumer rights, because like consumer, I, 
needs to have access to repair and to make sure that they are going to buy something that can work like uh, long enough. And on the other, the other this level of uh, fight on this is regarding eco-conception. So we are trying to uh, convince uh, uh, the lawmakers to make laws that actually obligate the constructor to make them their device actually repairable in an easy way for, for everybody. So we're making it more difficult now for people to create planned obsolescence? Supposedly, yes, uh, what we are trying to do. Uh, but the idea is not to make them their life difficult. The idea is to make sure that we are going to use the devices the longer, the longest possible. And uh, today, it's, so far, it's not in the interest of big constructors to have people keeping their device for a very long time because they are selling less. So, but it can, there is like many things that we, we are trying to do to work with them, to make them understand that it's also in their interest. For instance, like if you are like a device maker, electronic device maker, you also sell like services and software. So it's interesting for people to have access to these devices so they can use your software. So we are working on this. It's not, uh, there is a lot to do still. There is a lot to do to make the existing law, for instance, in France, like actually exists. But uh, it is in the interest of the planet and the customer. So we are, we are very uh, committed to this. To find out more about Backmarket's vision, I spoke to the company's CEO and co-founder, Thibaut Hugues Delarose. Backmarket is a marketplace dedicated to the sales of refurbished products. Uh, it's been created eight years ago. Uh, it's operating in 17 countries. So in Europe, in the US, and also in Asia now, for the past two years. The idea behind back market is to scale the circular economy around tech product, give an alternative to people when they want to consume a tech product, to actually not buy a new product, and buy um, a refurbished or used product. Thibault spotted the opportunity around resale whilst on a site visit to a refurbishment facility. Actually, the idea came from when I was working for my during my first job. Um, I actually met, uh, I was in account managers and, uh, and I was taking care of uh, multiple accounts. Some were selling fashion, some were selling wine, and some were refurbishing iPhones. And so I came to visit their facility uh, in the southwest of France. And I realized, you know, what they were doing, they were creating so much value for me. It was like, uh, I was like a five-year-old kid in Disneyland, you know, I was like, wow, you're literally doing that? Uh, so opening the devices, replacing the components, putting it back together. So visually speaking, it was uh, super striking. And then I had some time to digest that. I was like, this is crazy, the value they're adding. So with Backmarket's ambitions to encourage potential customers to shun the latest smartphone release and instead opt for a refurbished product, I asked the company's Vice President of Marketing, Thomas Poulin, about the challenges facing the refurbished tech market. We're playing against big household uh, brands, you know, the big tech guys, the Samsung, the Google, the Apple of this world. And they have massive budgets. And they essentially speak to you know, consumers when um, consumer intent for new tech is really high. So that's back to school, that's Christmas, or you know, the sales uh, seasons, depending on the markets. And we have to play 
done because that's when marketing is effective, right? Consumers are looking for products. We need to create awareness and consideration for these products, or at least for this new way of consuming. It's just a result of 30, 40, 50 years of creating a model of, you know, uh, establishing a new pattern of buying new every year and that you absolutely need this new phone with that extra tenth camera and this new form factor, right? This is just psychological work in play. You don't need that. And this is a moment where we have immense kind of creative uh, uh, territory to explore. Uh, and we have a lot of fun with that. Marketing plays a vital role in getting customers familiar with the concept of back market and its offering. Thomas tells me about a recent campaign in London. The, the impact of uh, the marketing campaign we did in the UK and, and more uh, uh, precisely uh, in London area was phenomenal. Uh, so we tried to balance our conviction, which is we need to invest uh, in the UK market. It's the largest addressable market in Europe. It's the most digital, uh, or the, yeah, the most digital market in the world, or at least in the top five. It's more digital uh, than the US, for example, right? So it's, it's, it's a critical market. It's triple, four times the size of France, double the size of Germany. So it's a no-brainer from a business perspective for us. I do think that there is a bit of a unique blend where uh, the market, I think, understands what the brand stands for. Uh, that quirkiness I was mentioning and talking about, that weirdness, um, you know, attitude in, in a sense, uh, as well as, you know, a very rational approach to retail, understanding that, yes, these products are, are of uh, high quality um, and they are more affordable. So that translated, we saw a big impact. Uh, our levels of awareness in London are uh, continuing to rise, uh, but it's not just a one kind of coup uh, you know, one activation we're committing in the long run. Um, and as, as a matter of fact, the UK is probably the market where we invested the most uh, from a, a marketing perspective um, in, the, in the early stages of the, of the market. You know, as any kind of larger marketing organization, our life would be so much easier if we, if we could just, you know, define one big uh, brand platform campaign um, you know, messaging uh, hierarchy and then roll it out with just a simple translation across the market. Some do that. It's very difficult. And we've kind of proven to ourselves, even if it's evident, it's, it's, it's a necessary uh, work to not only translate and localize, but to really grasp the full uh, cultural aspects, sometimes difference that exists in every single market while keeping, uh, you know, a, a strong focus on what our core message is. So it's difficult, it's, you know, it's a job, uh, we need talents for, uh, for that. Uh, but when we push that little extra effort and really, really focus on understanding um, the local consumer, what they're standing for, what's their relationship to tech in the first place, what their relationship is to the refurbished industry category, if there is one, uh, and understanding you know, the cultural traits, uh, the moments that uh, matter, once we do that extra push, then we have messaging campaign that connects much better and we see results uh, in terms of business. So how does Backmarket convince its customers that a refurbished phone is a better option? Chief Exec Thibault says it's about providing reassurance for customers that they're buying a quality product. So the gap that was existing before we created Back Market for me became clearer the, the more I was thinking about the opportunity, the clearer it, be, it, it became. 
uh, I call it the trust gap. Um, so if you're a consumer, you're looking for a tech product, um, you had two options literally before. The first one is you go on Amazon or classic retailer, you buy a new product. So you pay the full price tag, but you, go all the, you, you get all the trust, the reinsurance, it's, uh, it's warranted. If something is broke, doesn't work, then you cover it. Um, so you have a sense of uh, peacefulness <laughs> when you buy it. Um, and, or uh, you decide to go buy a used product. So you might find some Craigslist or eBay. Um, and it's actually all the way around. Uh, you save a lot of money uh, versus the new product, but the safety nets, the safeguards, the, the, there is not many warranties around that. Actually, there, there were none. Head of sustainability, Camille, thinks that it's this trust that sets back market apart. And so back market actually creates a condition of the trust between the customer and the refurbishers because it was a very heterogeneous market very complicated to understand for the customer because you have like very small workshop with like six people repairing smartphones or computers and you have like big factory with 2,000 people working in. So for a customer, it's a bit complicated to understand. Thibault agrees. And so literally the trust gap is the thing that's missing in the middle of the new world and the used world. And this is where we came to create back market is to say, Refurbished is the best combo out of the two words. You're saving a lot of money from new, but you also have all the reinsurance that you don't get on the used sides of things. For Camille, creating a user experience where customers feel reassured in their purchases helps to address this trust gap. We want to reproduce the same kind of customer experience because people, what we want to do is to make responsible consumption not painful. We don't want people to think about consuming like sustainably uh, as a sacrifice. So we have to reproduce the same kind of conditions that we are pro that big constructors are proposing with new. So we have to be very very strong in customer care. We have to be very strong in quality check. We have to be very strong in marketing as well because we want to be people to understand what we are talking about. And so yes, we we had to invest a lot in this as well. And, um, and it's starting to work, so we are very happy about it. <laughs> the result of this is that customers shouldn't feel like it's a lot of effort to change their buying habits, says Thibault. Ultimately, you're not asking people to, um, to compromise too much uh, on uh, their precedent or the, the way they are used to purchase. Uh, you're asking for uh, some uh, efforts. Uh, you know, you're not going to Apple store, you're not going to uh, Amazon anymore. You just, you know, consider the option. So it's already a switch. So in my mind, it's like asking for the least uh, effort as possible in order to change the overall picture in the end. So looking to the future, how can back market continue to scale? Camille believes that communication is an important aspect of the behavioral change that the business is part of. It's more about how we educate people around the true impact of tech to make them understand that it's refurbished circular tech is a concrete solution to fight a very problematic uh, issue uh, on the environment. In my case, for instance, I was buying uh, on back market way before I was working with them because I, for a long time I, I knew that I couldn't buy 
new anymore, like regarding tech devices, because it was a, they had a really big impact on the environment. But I didn't know who to trust with because it's it's cheaper than new, but it's still like some money, you know, like it's not like free. When I arrived at Back Market three years ago, US in the US, like only five percent of people were actually coming to Back Market to buy because of impact. Today they are twenty five percent. So the share of customer that are actually coming uh, for impact in the US were multiplied by five, was multiplied by five in two years. So it's there is like this change. We can feel this change growing. And um, now more and more we, we understand that uh, customers are starting to look uh, a bit more into the impact of their consumption, their purchases. And uh, it's actually um, it's a, like a growing trend everywhere. For co-founder Thibault, the goal was for back market's operations to become more circular, with customers keeping their products moving through the marketplace. I don't really spend too much time naturally on looking back. <laughs> I naturally am more obsessed about you know the the future uh, and about everything that's left to be built if we really want to scale that and and you know transform the economy as it is today as something different and maybe more sustainable so i I don't have many moments where I think about that. The only time when you do have time to think about that is actually when you have people like you know join the company like uh, eight years ago or or something that are leaving. So it's always good moment you know during farewell's party where you're like oh you remember that and and yeah that's more around those moments where you realize like we were super scrappy <laughs> at the time. But naturally uh, I don't think about that that much. So you can expect us to keep trying as hard as we can to, you know, amplify the acceleration of transforming the linear economy of tech product to circular economy. Um, and if back market is successful uh, tomorrow, um, it means that, you know, most of the things that you're going to buy, you're going to buy them through back market when it comes to be a tech product. And pretty much like 100% of the time when you're purchasing a tech product, you're also trading in whatever you have and you're not using anymore. So you don't keep it in your drawer. Because circular economy is not just about selling refurbished. It's also about gathering the product from the people, get them back in the lines of the refurbishment. And that will happen most likely over 25 countries at least. It was so fun to go to Bordeaux and head behind the scenes at Backmarket. With our ever-increasing reliance on technology, I can't wait to see how they continue to expand globally, selling one refurbished device at a time. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Circular Economy Show podcast. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a review. Or if you're listening on Spotify, drop us a comment in the Q&A section. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks to the Back Market team for contributing to this episode, which is brought to you by the Ellen MacArthur Foundation and produced by Skinny Mammoth Media. See you next time.